Hi, Green Junkie. I'm your host, Stephanie Moram. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Amy Leinbach, who is the owner of Big B Little B. They are a mommy-daughter, women-owned, product-based business. Their eco-friendly goods make it fun to waste less and reuse more. They've developed several innovations like the Scrubby that replaces disposable plastic loofahs, Build-A-Straw, which eliminates the need for disposable plastic straws, reusable paperless towels that help to cut back on your use of disposable paper towels, and the brand new Marker Parker that protects your markers from drying out and getting thrown away before they should, which Little B, seven-year-old daughter, personally invented. I totally love that. They believe prioritizing the protection of our environment should start young. So they design their products with both kids and adults in mind. They're committed to ensuring that their products are as affordable and as accessible as possible because they believe everyone should have access to reusable goods. As members of the 1% for the planet, 1% of their profits are dedicated to supporting the protection of our beautiful planet. Before we continue on, please subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. So hello, Amy. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with me for a little while. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. You're very welcome. So let's dive right into it. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell the audience who you are and how you started on your sustainability journey. Hey, um, so um, who I am. Let's see. I'm a mom in Southern California. And um, I started Big B Little B, I think about five years ago now. I'm terrible with timelines. And we started as a baby products business. I actually started with a specialty towel, making it kind of safer and more comfortable to dry your baby and evolved from there as my family kind of evolved. I started becoming interested in living a more sustainable lifestyle when I think Marlo, my daughter, was about two years old. And the products that I invent, because I'm an inventor, kind of follow what my interests are at the time. And I just became more and more and more interested in sustainability as I got more educated on the subject. And so the inventions followed that and we kind of moved away from being a baby products business and eat in into creating fun, reusable goods. I'd say we're, we're not, um, we're not quote perfect as I know that you always support. And I love that. Um, but we really make the effort. We've really cut back on the use of our disposable, the use of disposable goods through the use of our own products and other awesome companies products. And it's, it's, it's a fun journey and I'm excited to see kind of where we go as a business from here and where we go as a family from here. And, uh, yeah. Well, I, I love your products cause I have them. <laughs> I would love for you to share because your first invention was the scrubby. And so people that are listening probably have no idea what that is. So I would love for you to maybe explain what that is because it's a great tool and I would love for people to have kind of a visual of what that is. Yeah, for sure. It's, it was actually the second invention. Um, the oh, first really? Invention, oh. Yeah. The first invention, the <laughs> towel was, well, you wouldn't know because it's not on the market anymore. The first invention, the towel, I don't actually manufacture anymore because it doesn't fit kind of the, the overall brand as that it exists now. So she was a baby when that towel was created and came out. And when the scrubby came out, she was about two and a half years old and she was 
in that phase where she wanted to be very, you know, these kids start really um, trying to be more independent. And I always want to foster that. And so she wanted to wash herself. She wanted to start washing herself in the tub at a two and a half years old, wasn't doing a phenomenal job. And I started exploring different <laughs> tools to help her do that, to help learn to wash herself. And, and I know that part of that was making it was motivating the motivating factor to make her really want to use the thing I, the tool I wanted her to use. So the scrubby is a silicone scrubber that helps little ones learn to wash themselves. So when I was looking at the important kind of features I wanted to bring in that I couldn't find in other products was I needed it to have a comfortable, I needed it to be sized for her for one, you know, not some big scrubber made for adults. <laughs> so, you know, this only has a three inch bristle base in, you know, diameter. And, um, it has a handle that's built for her grip. Like when they're really just kind of have those gross motor skills and not the fine motor skills. So it's a nice textured grip. And I didn't want it to trap trap water and therefore grow yucky stuff in the center <laughs> of it. So it is solid piece of silicone. When you hold that handle, you can feel that it's solid because there's no open space inside. And, you know, obviously I wanted it to not be disposable. So the scrubby that Marlo uses now is actually the same exact scrubby she's been using. Um, it is the first sample of the product we ever had. So that sample came out, I think when she was a little over two and she's still using it you know, and, and, you know, you can boil it, sterilize it and all that. So yeah, I needed it to be something that you did not throw away that could last you, you know, a long, long, long time and really fit her body. And since then it's funny because I love when, when our members of our community point out alternate uses for our products. And, and a lot of the parents started using the scrubby for as part of their skincare routine um, <laughs> before I even saw it or started doing it myself. And so now it's kind of a, a selling point for us. So the kids use it for their bodies and, and parents have one for themselves, for their face. And since then, by request of our community, we created a big scrubby a little while back. So that's what the scrubby is. It's and really, I really, really soft and gentle, but very and I, and I really appreciate that you made it solid where you hold on to it. So for anybody that might be a little bit more visual, it's shaped like a beehive. And then it has like the part that you hold on to is looks like also like a honey jar beehive. And so that part is what's solid. And I appreciate that because if there's any moms listening and you've had a rubber ducky or anything like that made of like natural rubber, anything, when there's a hole, mold grows in there. <laughs> and that totally grosses me out. <laughs> so yeah, when I bought <laughs> when I bought toys when my kids were little, I made sure that there was no hole because I was on the internet Googling something and people cut open their rubber duckies. And I was like, yeah, that's like not, I'm not buying. <laughs> When I it saw was, the mold. Yeah, that was fortunately, I saw a lot of that same stuff. It came that the news was covering a very popular teether item that had a hollow center and, mm -hmm. and it hit the news. Like, I feel like Marla wasn't too yet. And so I'm glad that happened because I did not know of that. I never thought of what can happen with the hollow toys and went through a whole purge <laughs> of all the hollow <laughs> bath toys that we had. And then I was like, Ooh, I, I don't want that. But I didn't even know about it, you know, at first. So. Yeah. And so that's really great that you created something that it's not hollow. And speaking of ways to use it, I've off, I've, cause I have a couple of them. Um, Amy was nice enough to, to send me some and I have um, some small ones and big ones and I've used them on my face. Um, the kids use them. And then I've also used them like to wash my veggies. Yeah. But, so that's, that's another, another popular one. 
So it's a great tool. So there's multiple uses for them as well. And I just love to see all your different inventions. The other, I would love you to talk about your straws and why you decided to make them build the straws. Ah, yeah. So there's a couple of reasons actually. So one, I just not a big fan of disposable (laughs) straws. We were at, um, so the buildable feature was we, there was the popular barbecue place we love to go to in our neighborhood and they had these crazy long straws. I mean, they were, they were bonkers tall for a very small cup. And with a little kid, you know how they just, even if there's a straw, they're going to tilt it back. And so I always had to go and get their, it sounds so bad. I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but I'd go to their register and ask them for their scissors and I'd cut (laughs) the straw down and then try to clean the straw, but uh, to make it fit for her. And I was like, man, there's just the big cup, the small cup. If I go to different places and in my own home, every cup is a different height. Right. And I'm like, this gotta be a way to, to do this better, especially for kids. And then when I was figuring out the way that um, I wanted to solve that problem, um, I always like the scrubby. I think about what are the features that I wanted to have? Like what else about a traditional, a traditional product would I wish was different, right? And with some of the silicone straws, we would have a, a big problem getting to the center of it. Like it's so long and if it's an opaque you know, if they're opaque, it's like, I don't necessarily know what's getting trapped in that middle section of the straw. Right. I want to be able to see every part. I want to be able to get to it easily. And so I was like, well, if I build it in such a way that it's segmented, then I know that I'm getting it fully clean and it is not difficult to do. So even though I drop mine in the dishwasher and I have no problem, they get fully clean in the utensil part of the dishwasher. I separate them. I take them apart and I put them in the utensil holder. But if ever there was like a sticky substance, there was this green powder I was using once, super easy to clean with a straw cleaner. And so, um, yeah, it was just that segmented part was just my way to approach it that hit both goals. And then, you know, of course, like you said, in my bio, I try to make things fun for kids and adults to, to really kind of get them on started in this sustainability journey and make it fun for them. The kids like to make like an eight foot straw if they could, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they find it fun. They mix and match colors. And so they want to use these straws because kids, you know, a lot of kids love straws in general. And so this is one that they can have fun using. And I like about it is because you send like a very small cleaner with it. So Mm -hmm. if there's anyone listening and you've never used a reusable straw and I get this question all the time, how do you clean it? Mm-hmm. Most companies, when you buy a reusable straw, you get a tiny, like, it look almost almost like a pipe cleaner, but it's not a pipe cleaner. And so with Amy, you get a much shorter one because you take apart the straw. So you can build it as big as you want and as small as you want. And I think you're the first like company or person that I saw with like buildable straws. I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. Yeah, to be honest. It's, it's protected. <laughs> it is, like, I, I do legally I do file before I put things out into the world <laughs> as an inventor if there are buildable straws uh, after me which does happen <laughs> there, I, I've been uh, there shouldn't be <laughs> I'll say right and and I think it's such a great concept like you said because they're easy to clean put them in the dishwasher and then if you have like a small kid they don't have to be as long and if you know my kids who like build like the longest straw on the planet with all the pieces <laughs> then they can have a long straw if they want to so it's such a great concept to have and you know 
straws is one of those things that if we can reduce how many plastic straws we use generally, that's going to help lower our waste. Of course, there's certain people that do need still need plastic straws for different reasons. But if we don't need them, then using like a buildable straw that silicone, it's easy to travel with too, right? Like it's not a glass well, straw. That's an excellent point. Because I just not too long ago, I think I introduced it like a year ago, and I'm now like really putting an updated version onto the market is once I saw how many adults used it and used it on the go, I've been selling single straws in a tiny little pod with the cleaner inside of it that like Mm -hmm. weighs practically nothing. It fits Mm -hmm. in your back pocket. So it's the same build a straw. It's just a, you know, a single pod that's so slim that makes it so easy for you to take with you. And you think about like, well, how would I clean it and take it home? You drop the build a straw in a cup of water because it's segmented, right? right? You just drop it in the water, swirl it around, dab it dry and put it right back in your case until you can thoroughly, you know, thoroughly wash it for that very reason. Like, let's make it easy to just take it with you. The old gods have fallen and the world descends into turmoil. But amidst nations rallying their armies, a nefarious cult hellbent on chaos and the new gods attempting to seize control of it all. A spark of hope arises. We are the agents of repair and we vow to contest these evils. To make the world a better place, no matter what stands in our way. Listen to Venture Forth, a D&D podcast across all podcasting platforms. And for people like me who will not be washing it, I'll just put it back in the package and wash it when I get home because right? I hate it. But, but some people do. Some people don't, you know, they they want to. So I'm like, just swirl it around. Because people are like, well, how do I wash it on the go? Swirl it around the cup, put it right back in its case. And then everything is so easy to wash that you just give it a good clean when you get home. And I think when it comes to like lowering our waste, you know, or having that idea of like living zero waste um, and and living that low waste lifestyle, when, when companies like yourself and other companies can create products that makes it easy for people that this isn't a habit for them. So I for love me, that. Yes. Because for me, bringing my reusable bag, my straws, my cutlery, my, you know, napkins and all that stuff. It's like second nature for me. It's been so long, but then there's like that huge population where it's not second nature for them to bring something to bring their water bottle. So, you know, they're out there. We ha- you have like reusable bags that you can fold up into a ball, right? Like that mm-hmm. easily fits in your purse. So the person that forgets their bag, if it's always in their purse, because it's not bulky, then easier for them to bring it. So for your straws, they're not bulky, they're super small. They just, you know, you throw it in your bag, your purse, whatever it is you use, then it's easier for people that it's not a habit to remember to bring it with them or it's already there. (laughs) I just think you have to make it easy and fun, right? We talk about like barriers to entry sometimes, like how do I bring you around? Like I, you know, convenience is such a part, a huge part of the world today, right? I love convenience. I love the things just just arrive at my door. Like I think then they arrive at my door. Uh, I don't buy a ton of stuff, but when I want to, I'm like, I need it now because, you know, it's kind of, we've kind of been conditioned that way now. But when I think of my products, I'm like, how do I decrease the amount of work somebody has to do in order to use them? And that's why when you read my bio, it's like accessible, affordable, 
fun. You know, those are the things that are motivating. Like, why would you want to use this over a disposable plastic straw? There has to be a way that I'm going to bring you into this. You know, I have to entice you to want to do it because those of us who are like more deeply in the sustainable living community, like, yeah, there's probably a little more work that we're willing to do. But when we're introducing somebody into this way of living, there's got to be good incentives for doing it. Right. I'm not talking about like money incentives. I'm just talking about like, why, why would I want to, well, let me tell you why you want to, you know, and it has to be something in it for you personally. I think you personally and the planet, you know, I hundred percent, I hundred percent agree. Like you have to make it easy for that person to want to make different choices. So a glass straw, I love my glass straw. Like I love my glass straw, but I only use it at home because it's Mm -hmm. not convenient to bring it out and about, even if I wrap it up. So for somebody that's new to the sustainability world, a glass straw would probably be a barrier for them because they're like, well, what happens if I drop it? What happens if this, this, and this? But then if there's another option for that person where it's like, it's a tiny little container and you take the straw apart and you just like put it in your pocket, they might be more susceptible to be like, I'll try it because it's not taking me a lot of work or, oh, here's a, you know, a reasonable bag that you crumple up into another little bag and you don't even know it's in your own, like in your bag or purse, they're again, more likely that they will take that on versus big, bulky, organic cotton cloth bags that I love (laughs) that I bring everywhere (laughs) with me. But someone that's new to the world might say, yeah, that's a lot of work for me to carry these with me. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just love how you, your thought process of creating and inventing is you're looking at the new person. You're looking at that new person that is is like that really mint green, that like so light green where I'm personally so dark, I'm almost black, you know, kind of green where, and I love how your mind works that you're like, I want people to start living sustainably. So what can I do to make it easy for them? So it's I'm very lucky to have parents <laughs> who aren't green minded at all. I mean, I'm working on it, right? I've been working on it. They're getting there, but man, oh man, did they not. Um, and with the reusable towels that I have, it's so funny. At first, my dad was like, yeah, no, right. He's all paper towels. Like this is this, he's conditioned for so many years and loves and <laughs> And like, I feel like it was only like a month ago or something, maybe two months ago that my dad's like, I'm really using your towels. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks daddy. <laughs> a while. He's like, well, I, I like them. I, re- I I find myself grabbing for them more because they're really useful. I'm like, yeah, daddy, <laughs> I wouldn't make them if they weren't. And one of my best friends, she is like the kind of like the anti-green. She's like, I do not care. Like, I don't care. And yet she uses a lot of my products because she likes them better. So I'm like, look, I don't care why you're using it. I don't, Mm -hmm. I've always said this, like, I don't care if you're using it to protect the planet or you're using them because you just want to, right. And you don't really care that it's a, a waste reducer. I don't care. Whatever it is that, that brings you around, I'm good with. And, and I've always loved about your message that you are so not judgy, right? You are so not judgy. Um, about so many things related to, you know, adopting this lifestyle, right? You're always saying like, what if I forget my straw? What if I forget my bag? Like, should I feel guilt? No, absolutely not. I've been known to take my daughter right from school to the juicy, to the um, smoothie shop, 
you know, and I, and I forget my straws. Right. And, and so we use the plastic straw cause I'm not going to take the lid off for her because <laughs> that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> um, and I, and I think of you and I, I don't feel any guilt, you know, I don't feel guilt. It's like, it happens, <laughs> you know, I'm human. Yeah. And I, you know, Side note, I haven't always been like this. It's also a process. Mm-hmm, <laughs> 12 yeah. years that I've been on this journey and it's a learning curve, right? Um, mm-hmm. I was that person that would be like, um, you do know that you can recycle that, you know, yeah. you know, that can be composted. And I think we all go through that journey of, you know what? I'd rather a large group of people making change than a handful of people kind of just trying to be eco, like mm-hmm. trying to be eco yeah. Perfect. Eco perfect. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if you can get your straws out to like thousands of people and they use them half the time, or you can get them out to like, I don't know, 20 people and they use them all the time. Obviously, the thousands of people using it half the time are going to have a huge impact because they're still using less plastic straws. So that's always been my message. And I think it just resonates with people because doesn't have to be about perfection. You know, you don't have to feel guilty about things. I just did another, a podcast episode not that long ago called Ego Guilt, Drop It. You can go mm. listen to it. I have a huge rant. It's Love just, it. I just think that we're all doing the best we can and guilting somebody or shaming somebody because they're not doing it the, the perfect way and they're not super dark green. They're not going to want to change. No, shaming is never the way, right? Educating, encouraging, motivating is the way to create lasting change, right? Like, and so I fully support that. Like, take it lightly, have fun with the journey, right? That's, I think, why we had like a breakthrough moment uh, two nights ago that my husband, we finished a container of acai juice, one of those big containers, and it had a flexible plastic wrap. It had a sleeve, right? So you have the the rigid ish um, container and you have the flexible plastic sleeve in it. I see, I watched this all go down. I watched my husband look at the bottle (laughs) and he saw that there was a perforation. He read the thing. It said to remove the flexible plastic exterior. He starts tearing it off and takes the bottle and puts it in recycling. And I watched the whole thing go down. And my husband was like, nowhere here. You know what I mean? Two years ago, he did never in a million years would he even looked at the bottle itself. Right. And now he's calling to me from the other room. Number four is fine. Right. Is number four good? <laughs> like it's so great to watch. And it's because I never have shamed him about it. I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, just let's just get there together. Right. And and I, I talk about this example when I recorded my eco guilt. Um, it's a very similar to this is that I'm, I eat vegan diet. Like I eat vegan. I've been eating vegan for over for like 12 years, kind of on and off. And when I started on my vegan journey, I always looked at it as it's one day at a time. I'm going to do the best I can. And if I slip, I slip. And if I eat something that's an animal product, literally shit happens and the Mm -hmm. next day will be better. And I apply that when it comes to green living, right? So for me, I look at it as, you know, there's extremists that are in like the vegan world and they want everyone to be vegan and they get very angry when people eat meat. But I look at it as, you know, my husband ate a lot of meat 12 years ago. 
Mm-hmm. And now he eats very plant-based, still eats meat. And for me, I look at it and I'm like, isn't that a win for the vegan community? Somebody that ate meat almost at every meal or an animal product at every meal, seven days a week now might not even eat any animal products in a day. Like for me, yeah. that's like a win for the vegan community. So I apply that mindset to like the green living space. Like if somebody used plastic straws three a day and now uses them a couple of times a week because they remember to bring their silicone one with them. Again, isn't that a win for like the environmental community, the sustainability community? Of I course think it's it is. massive. I think it's massive. And it's just, it's, I think if we can all come to it with that spirit, just less, right? It's That's why it's like, I, I don't assign, I love the zero waste community, but I would not call myself like a full part of it, right? I'm, I'm a less waster for sure. You know, especially with, you know, a young kid, it's, it's zero waste is hard, right? So less waste and I feel good about it, right? I've had people come down on me a little hard for some of the, you know, not sustainable choices I make. And you know what? I'm, I'm so clear in my reason for doing this. And I, and I listen to people like you who encourage this behavior, just, just do what you can and try to be better, you know, every day and just no guilt, no guilt. Right. And I think the idea of zero waste is beautiful. Yes. (laughs) Like, and I think it's just a word that is used, but it's, I mean, if we're going to be honest about it, it's, literally impossible to live zero, completely zero waste. You're consuming something, right? So it's kind of like the plastic free movement. You know, it's really hard to live plastic free and I strive for it. But with kids, I need car seats and there's plastic on it. So (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, saying low waste and less waste, I think resonates with like the average person because they don't feel like they have to strive for like having zero waste. I feel like it's just a trendy word that's used. It's a nice word, but in all reality, it's striving for less waste. It's striving for a lower waste lifestyle. Again, it's a win for the sustainability community. If someone lowers their waste by X amount a week, I mean, that's a win. Every little thing that we do is a win. So I agree. I agree. And so Amy has these awesome products on her website. You can go check them out, but I would love to just like, you know, we're talking about, you know, the low waste, the zero waste lifestyle. And so if say there's somebody new to the, like the lifestyle or stumbles upon your website or you meet on Instagram or anything like that, what is like a tip that you would offer them the everyday person that wants to make a difference when it comes to sustainability and, you know, reducing their waste and consumption? That's such a, such a great question. <laughs> um, because it would be the thing that helped, I would choose something that helps people see things in a different way. Okay. Just because my priority is not, my priority is always like kind of shifting your way of seeing things. Right. And so I think that even though I think that I would choose start making your own um, household cleaners. And I know that that sounds like, you know, when more of a non-toxic living, but it actually, which is phenomenal. Um, and a big part of, you know, what, what you and I are into, but it's more from the, the way of looking at, look at those plastic bottles that get thrown right. away and thrown away. Look at the way 
that the use of of water, like shipping water, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't necessary, right? So kind of just looking at your, your, your liquid house cleaners a different way, like so much of what they're contributing into that bottle, when you buy something off the shelf, shelf at the grocery store is water, right? So even if you didn't want to make your own cleaner, I know you do, I believe you do vinegar cleaners. I do an alcohol cleaner. I'm sometimes a high, you know, different cleaners at home, but when you're filling that actual bottle, you're seeing how much water you're putting in and you're going to save money. So when you talk about helping people see it differently, oh my gosh, I just saved a fortune. That was extremely easy. That's mostly water, right? And, and man, I'm throwing a lot more stuff, less stuff out. Right. And so I think that that would be my choice for, you know, my suggestion for like, what can I do? Right. Because it takes so little effort. Right. If I said, here's a recipe with a little Castile soap and some alcohol and water and essential oils, you can save a fortune. And the first time you mix your formulation, like you're going to see it's cake. You know what I mean? And sometimes you're going to see that actually that surface could have just been cleaned with water. Right. You have a spray bottle of water. It's amazing. You know, you want to wipe down your cabinets, do it with water, you know, just spray some water. So so yeah, I think that that would be my my tip. And and I think it's such a great tip because I've had this conversation with so many people. I'll have conversations with people and they'll ask me a tip and and I do give this tip as well because it's a great tip because it's again, it's easy and if they just say decide to use alcohol and water or vinegar and water, they probably have the like they have water at home. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to well, use we hope, yes. Correct. You don't have to use essential oils if you don't want to. You don't right. have to buy Castile soap if you don't want to. You can literally yep. use vinegar and water to get started. And if you already have cleaners at home, you can just use the bottles you already have. You don't even need to go buy a new cleaning bottle. Yeah. You bring up something interesting that I'm adding to my site this weekend. So I don't even know if you know, because I launched them, I think last week. I have these new glass spray bottles with a full silicone sleeve, which is not why I suggested doing the cleaners. They're mostly they're mostly for uh, refill shops for my wholesale business. What I did was rather than building in the labeling system, you know, for is it does it contain uh, a stone cleaner, a multi-purpose water, glass, you know, whatever's in it. I did these little silicone bands that can go on the neck of the bottle, and the reason I did that is because I'm about to list it separately that you can buy those bands, those four label bands and put them on your old Windex container. It's the, the most of the time it'll stretch, they're stretchy, right? So if you have, I never encourage somebody, which is funny as a, as a person who makes goods and sells goods, I always say like, like you do use what you've got, right? So if course, you've got yeah. an empty spray bottle or it's about to be empty of Windex. Okay. And, and I say, okay, let's, how would you consider making your own you know, cleaner and someone says, yes, then just write on it with Sharpie. If you don't care what it looks like, right. You don't (laughs) even have to use the label bands unless you have this bottle that you think is pretty and it's going to motivate you to clean. You just write in Sharpie what it is now and reuse the bottle. You know what I mean? Like just, just use what you got and, and it's going to save you a fortune. And, but, you know, I watch a lot of them. It's so funny. I'm on TikTok now and (laughs) I watch um, house cleaners tackling dirty tubs and grout and kitchen sinks and all of that. And I'm having so much fun and I just find myself wanting to clean more. So find the cleaning motivation. So these bottles are very pretty. It's kind of motivating, but you don't need them. 
you do not need to buy one of my glass <laughs> spray <laughs> bottles. You don't need to buy it. It's just, you know, if it's going to sit on the counter and you want to look at it, then great. But if it's under the, you know, the under sink cabinet, you know, why not a reused, you know, a reused spray bottle with um, vinegar and, and water. So I'm not allowed to use vinegar and water in my house, by the way, because my daughter complains about it. That's what we do. <laughs> we do some others. Um, but, it, and I will say this, as far as bringing your kids into the process, let's say you're just doing like, you're doing a, a water spray and you want your kid to like have fun, have fun with it. And obviously they can clean with water, right? Have them pick the essential oil scent that they want to use, right? Like what'll make you want to clean more? Right. And I was like, do you want to pick from one of these? Be it like an orange or a lavender, a mint, whatever calls to them and and kind of creates that ownership. And who couldn't use help cleaning? (laughs) (laughs) Tackle the baseboards, (laughs) my friend. You're you're smaller than me. Get on the ground. Your knees are, you know, don't hurt. Um, get on the ground and let's help help me clean the baseboards. So and I appreciate everything you said because you know sustainability doesn't need to look pretty and true sustainability often doesn't look pretty. It's not Pinterest. It's not Instagram. It's literally using what you have. So using that Windex bottle, using uh, peanut butter jars and almond butter jars, instead of going out and buying like the fancy jars, you know, it's really reusing what you already have. And I just want to say, if you do use glass bottles for cleaning, make sure you have silicone like somewhere on the bottle, because I have glass bottles, I use them for cleaning and I have like a silicone bottom that came with them. And, you know, you want it on the bottom because if you put it down a little bit too hard, you might like smash the bottle. (laughs) So, and that's why I did the the full sleeve because I dropped my bottle in the sink (laughs) from the, yeah, it was on the, you know, the counter next to the sink and it into the sink and it wasn't, it wasn't fun. Well, it's smart to have like, because I did see your bottles and the full silicone and I did see the little label. And that's so, so smart for that person that is like, I'm just going to use a Sharpie. Like, I don't really care. But then you have another person that's like, I want to be green and I want to treat myself and I want to have a pretty label. Well, now they have an option. Yeah, I just, I find that I'm not, I know I'm not unique and like, I have pride in how my kitchen looks. I love a pretty countertop and same, same, you know, and so I'm like, I, I don't, you know, the, the cleaners that I use like all the time, like I like to have right there on the top of the, the, on the counter, right? Like a spray bottle of water. I like to use right out there. So for me, that's not the scenario where I'm going to reuse the Windex container. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I want my spray bottle of water right there within reach and therefore I need it to look nice in my kitchen, you know? So it's just, it's personal taste, Right. And, and I think this comes back to like that whole, like sustainability doesn't have to be perfect and yes, reuse what you have, but also don't feel guilty because you decide I want to go buy some glass bottles or maybe find them at a thrift store and buy like the silicone and the silicone, this it's still okay to do that. Just the point is you don't have to do it if you don't want to do it. And I think that's where people get that barrier. Like you said, is oh, I have to go buy that. I have to do this or I'm not sustainable enough. When it's Mm -hmm. like, if it's a choice you make, you want to buy the glass bottles with the silicone and everything, go do it. Like, don't feel guilty because you want to do that. And then over here, if you want to use the Windex bottle, that's great. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, we need options, right? We need options. And you should see my Tupperware uh, cabinet. (laughs) 
it's all like old, you know, the, the, my daughter likes to slice turkey in the, in the container from Costco. If anybody knows it, it's like a big old Tupperware. <laughs> so most of my Tupperware are these things. No shame, no shame. It's in my fridge. You know what I mean? I don't need the beautiful Tupperware because I've got these turkey, old turkey <laughs> Tupperwares, you know, and, and then here I am with my beautiful spray bottle on my counter, right? Personal choices. And it's what's going to feel nice for me. And if by having those glass containers on your counter and you're using, you know, alcohol and peroxide, like, and doing these things, and it's going to remind you to clean your house, then that's a win. You know, it's circling back to having the straws all accessible to people and easy to use, having the bags that roll up in a ball. Like it's all things to remind you to take certain actions, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have your glass bottles on your counter and that's going to motivate you to clean and motivate you to make your own products, then hell yeah, do it. Exactly. Right. Like, um, and then there's other times in our life where we use, you know, I've organized my whole kitchen. I didn't buy anything. And all the drawers, if you open them, I, I believe I did. I did do another podcast episode myself on eco organizing. You can go listen to it and literally all my drawers are organized with old boxes that I cut up old almond milk containers because no one's opening my drawers. So I didn't want to go out and buy like the fancy bamboo stuff. And there might be people out there that are like, yes, I want the fancy bamboo. Great. Do it. But for me, I was like, that's not a priority. Right. Um, and so my organization system is, you know, I played Tetris with a drawer and all the boxes to make it all fit because I didn't need it to look pretty. So Back to, you know, it's all choices we make and just being mindful of those choices and doing the best that we can with what we have in the time that we're making that choice. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I always love your message. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to say thank you for being on, Amy. This has been an awesome conversation. I would love for you to um, let the listeners know where they can find you, where they can get your products, where you hang out, Instagram, TikTok, all those places so they can find you and learn from you. Sure. So um, you can find um, us at bigbeelittlebee.com, like a buzzing bee. And if any of the products call to you, you can get 20% off your entire purchase code good girl gone green. And uh, I've been hanging out a lot on TikTok lately. I was resistant <laughs> to TikTok for so long because it intimidated me. And now I'm on TikTok like every day. Like I said, I'm watching cleaning motivation and um, I also watch dog videos. But as uh, for sharing on my account, I think my handle is Big B underscore Lil B, like L-I-L-B. And I'm sharing a lot of behind the scenes of my business and how this business goes and how product development goes. And so it's just a little bit of angle. I don't really feature the products. I feature um, kind of how they came to be and and the why and running this business kind of, um, you know, bootstrap this business still am. And it's a fun journey. So that's mostly where you can be. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook too, but this is just a different way. And I feel um, kind of really connected to the community, which is fun. And I will list everything in the show notes so you can find out where to find Amy. 
So you can stay connected with me on Instagram at Green Junkie Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie Podcast on the platform you're listening on. If you're curious about zero waste living, sustainable fashion, or wondering how to read food, cleaning, and product labels, I've totally got you covered. You can have direct access to me, your green living expert. You can click the link in the show notes where you can ask me questions and get a customized plan on how you can live a greener life. We can hop on a Zoom call together. We can You can ask me your questions via email or even use Voxer, which is a web-based app, and we can have a conversation. I will be your personal green Google and you can pick my brain. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Amy, for being here. And I will see you next Tuesday, Green Junkie.